0: You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode
1: is brought to you by Impact Dynamics, and now, over to your hosts. Well, hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. My name is Rusty, and this is this is episode uh, sort of 110A-ish. Andy has joined me. Andy, how you doing?
0: I'm doing well, thanks, Rusty.
1: Good mate, thanks for coming in. Hey, uh, this is actually your second podcast, but the first that the punters are going to be hearing because your first appearance was at our live podcast festival thing. Yeah, recording
0: yeah. really got uh, thrown in the deep end.
1: There. <laughs> yeah, way to do your first <laughs> podcast is uh, in front of a live audience and yeah, really, at least it was only twenty minutes.
0: Yeah, no, it was pretty crazy actually. Yeah, and the uh, drinks yeah. went down well. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah no you're right. At some point, we'll get that podcast up as well as a, as an additional little bonus episode like mm. like this one. This is sort of a a bonus episode. The reason I say one ten a is because we'd we'd already done episode one ten, which uh, went out uh, a couple of days ago, and we have episode one eleven, which is an interview with the guys from Webad coming up next week uh but we wanted to put this in there. Because we have a big event happening this weekend, which is the first PRS for 2019.
0: Yep, Mildura.
1: Yeah, and you are shooting
0: it. Yes, thought I'd uh, jump in there. Yeah,
1: so this will be your first PRS.
0: Yes, yeah, it is. Is um. Looking pretty, pretty pumped for it. Yep. Actually, yeah.
1: We we won't get onto uh, we won't get onto those details. I'm sure we will have some podcasts explaining your background and doing all that sort of gear, mm-hmm. because uh, you are one of the new hosts for people who aren't watching that live stream. I don't know whether to say congratulations or I'm sorry to hear it, but one, one way or the other, <laughs> you're going to be uh, going to be kicking around. So uh, this podcast is going to be talking about. Uh, the equipment from 2018 series. Now, did you follow the series a bit? You sort of kept up with bits and pieces?
0: Yeah, yeah. I looked at a few things on Facebook there, the constant posting and uh, a few of the videos you put up. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it was pretty... Pretty cool to watch it a little
1: bit, yeah. So, uh, over the course of the year, for four of the five matches, we kept the data uh, of everybody's, you know, what they used in terms of equipment and calibers and all this sort of gear. And so, uh, we now have all that that equipment uh, data tabulated and literally in front of us. So mm. this will go up on uh, on one of the the, the sites, maybe uh, maybe the the PRS website, uh, maybe Impact Dynamics, maybe somewhere unrelated we'll let you know but it'll be up there so you guys can have a look at it in the meantime we're going to go through it and sort of take some thoughts on it now just to explain what this how this was recorded so uh, over the course of the the year there was about 80 something shooters i don't have that i should should look that data up anyway let's say approximately 80 shooters and this is all based on percentage so it doesn't particularly matter how many there were but what it worked on was whatever their their most recent uh, equipment setup was so if they started the year with a ruger for example it won't actually show that because they finished the year with a defiance yeah, you know, so it'll it'll continue to be their their latest version so if guys started the year off with something that's not actually appearing in the results that's why it was effectively where people finished up with so some guys of course only shot the first match and that was it so that's the the capture from their point of view and the the other you know some guys shot every match and changed guns every match Scotty anyway <laughs> not, not not naming names and the other thing, just to clarify, so give some parameters around the data. This data was not collected at the Darwin event. That was a, a club run event, so the, this data was not collected at that particular event. So there will obviously be a number of guys who shot that event. Uh, maybe that was their one off, and that, that wasn't represented here. So of the the remaining four, including the finale, uh, this is this is where all that data comes from. Anyway, to give it a rundown. Mm. So I guess we'll probably kick off with Calibre and Cartridge, Uh, probably the the ones to start with. So I've got Calibre up in front of us, mate, and we we have a huge showing there for 65 mil, which is not surprising. What are you running, by the way?
0: Yeah, I'm running a uh, Tika Attack in six point five. Okay, so, there um, we go.
1: So yeah. it's not uncommon. I'm running a two sixty. So in in terms of caliber, six point five is same thing. Uh, that is over sixty percent of the field. We're running that, uh, and we also have the a breakdown of the top twenty. So you're probably similar similar breakdown of the uh, of the field. Fifteen uh, percent of that was from the top twenty. So again, mm. sort of the imbalance there. Uh, the next one down is six mil.
0: Yep, six mil. It's probably really starting to take off this year. You reckon?
1: Yeah, we, we certainly will get into that in a moment um, because I reckon you're, you're spot on, man. Spot on. Um, that's it's just under twenty percent. Uh, Thirty cow uh, mm. comes in still still making an appearance. A bit over seven, a bit over ten percent, and then we've got a, a little bit of a showing from the two to four caliber and also the seven mil. Yeah, uh, you know, talking probably one shooter in the seven mil, and probably you know three or four shooters in the two to fours. Let's break that down to cartridge uh, because that, that means a little bit more because always, everyone's always got their favourite cartridge. So, unsurprisingly, what's on the top there, Andy? Yep, six five Creedmoor. Yep, that's uh, no big surprise. But what is coming second? That may be a little bit more surprising.
0: Yeah, I wasn't expecting 308 um Yeah, yeah. I guess it's true reliable. You know, it's, there's a lot of options out there, and everyone knows its capabilities already, and the afford- affordability. So, that's- yeah,
1: I, I think uh, I think you might find though that it's because outside of the Creedmoor, we mm. start splitting the vote, right? And so I think what you've got, and we'll, we'll see it in a minute, but uh, you've got so many different other options in those six fives and sixes that were all sort of popular, but not a particular one that stood out. Mm. So you've got you've got quite a quite a spread because we're talking like the Creedmore was sitting up about what the fifth, uh, 46 47% mark mm-hmm. so nearly half the field were running that and then only only probably about 12% was three eight so it drops dramatically uh, down there sitting just below that uh probably 11% it is a 260 rem so really similar to the 65 Creedmoor. so smashing over half between those two
0: mm. What year did the Creedmore come out do
1: you remember, it's about three years ago. Oh, no, it's it's much older than that. Oh, is much it? older All than right. that. I, um, I want to say 2007, uh, and I'm going to fact check myself because I suspect I uh oh, yeah, I've got that yep. completely wrong.
0: But that's that's So I know I was when I was looking at a precision rifle, I was looking at that and I thought, well, it's a pretty new cartridge, and I'm not sure you know, back then it was quite expensive. Yeah, so I was, I, there's yeah you know, two hesitant. things
1: two things to note. Uh, yeah, two thousand and seven. There you go. Gene. Every now and then I, I do all right. <laughs> the <laughs> it's like he does this for a living. Only only every now and then though. Yeah, there's a difference, of course, when a calibre gets introduced and necessarily mm. when it starts actually finding its feet and finding a, a market to it. I mean, so it's it's twelve years old. It's been around for mm. for quite a while, but. Uh, yeah, you're right. In the last three, probably three to five years, price of ammo has come down. The options mm. for ammo have come down significant. And the gun range has picked up. Yeah, no, massively. definitely. So you, you, you're spot on with the observation side of things. <laughs> yeah. And then sort of after that, uh, the 260, we got a little bit of a, a showing from the 6XC. Have you had much to do with those?
0: No, I haven't, actually.
1: No, they're... Uh, they're, they're uh, I guess, a little more unusual, but a really good cartridge.
0: So, what is, that's um, obviously a 6mm improved somehow?
1: So, 6XC uh, is based off the parent case of a 250 Savage, uh, which effectively is like a 22-250.
0: Oh, okay.
1: uh, Yeah, sort of in that range. Um, So, that's where the 22-250 comes from as well. So... It's sort of like that, Pumped to a 6 mil, probably something on these like, Things I don't know about changed on the shoulders and or angles and all these sort of things. Uh, just haven't looked into it enough. Uh, but, yeah, anyway, that's 6XE. Hmm. And then we sort of just have a, a presence from, from a bunch of other uh, other cartridges there, 243, of course, 223, uh, 6547, 6mm six Creedmoor. A three hundred win mag, good on you Brent. Keep up the uh, keep up the work, mate. Uh, 6.555 Swedish, uh, six point five by forty seven Lapua. Now that's one I would have thought would have been sitting a lot higher. Yeah,
0: a few more there. You would have thought.
1: Yeah, and I think I mean the six by forty seven lap is sort of like two people running that as opposed to
0: one. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: you you would have thought those cartridges would have had much more presence, but I guess...
0: Uh, that was one I was looking at, mm. um, comparing that to the Creedmoor.
1: And then we've got the 6 Dasher, a 6.5 Super LR, 6 BRX from Mick Stubborn, 6.5 Grendel, 7mm mag, 243 AI, Super LR, or 6 Super LR. So you've got like a, a splattering of, of other... Cartridges. Good to see the variety in it. Mm-hmm. We're not all being dominated by. Well, we're being dominated by one there, but um, yeah. <laughs> I think this is going to change. Mm. I think this is going to change. Have you, what are your thoughts or you, you know your murmurings between people you've been speaking to? Yeah, what, so what are your people on the ground saying, Andy?
0: Well, <laughs> I don't know if I get around that much, Rusty, but uh, <laughs> um, so this year you reckon? Um, I think yeah. there's going to be a huge more presence of six mil mm-hmm. creed. Uh, six mil
1: creed, okay, yep,
0: yeah, yep, yeah, and um, obviously your six and a half creed will still be up there kicking along, mm. um, and maybe your two forty threes might pick up a little bit with the six five creed being becoming popular as well.
1: Two forty three, you reckon? Mm. Yeah, okay. See, so I uh, I happen to know that there's a big uh, foray into the six br world. Oh, okay. That a lot of guys have, uh, have have ventured down, and the reason for it is is you know really good performance, and they do perform well. I mean, they're a, you know, originally a bench rest cartridge, and that's what they're designed for, and so they shoot exceptionally well, and their recoil is very minimal, and so you end up with a uh, you know sort of, and the more you look into it, the more PRS is all about recoil management. And so, you know, no surprises that the 6PRs will probably see more of a showing in 12 months' time mm. uh, as we sit here. I think that the Creedmoor, the 6.5 Creedmoor, will still be the dominant cartridge.
0: Yeah, I think with all the manufacturers pumping out Creedmore, yep. the 6.5 Creedmoors now, there's a lot of variety. And I think,
1: yeah, yeah I think we've had a lot of guys who've been sitting on, on the edge of the PRS, like, going oh i want to get into it want to get into mm. it and combination of you know sort of you know wanting to jump in earlier and and buying equipment and get everything ready and a lot of those guys are running six five because they're still running factory guns They're not mm. on the custom building stuff so yep. yeah we've got uh out of 65 shooters uh, over a third of that uh haven't shot prs before mm. uh, at mildura this weekend and so that's really exciting, uh, because you know obviously we more people shooting the shooting the sport and the clubs are growing and all those sort of things. I mean we're we're members of the same club and that's certainly you know in how long that that been running now nine months something like yeah. that and it's you know 60.
0: I haven't had to renew my membership so <laughs> so it can't be that long.
1: So and that's been uh, that's grown up to about sixty odd members now. So it's uh, certainly mm. certainly pumping through. Uh any other standouts from this list? I think we will see the three oh eights die off like they have in the in the US. Yep. Yep. Um, I think you'll still get a few guys who, who come through. Um what, what's different over there, particularly on the on the data collection, they get like this, is that they uh, they only look at a guys in open category. All right. Okay. And the guys who are shooting three oh eight are sitting in the tactical category. Yep. Uh, and so we don't have at present a tactical category. Um, so yeah, I think we'll probably see the 308s, uh, just, just n- nudge along slightly from the guys who have a 308 and shoot a match because of it.
0: Yeah. I think for me, I'm aiming for production class, definitely the 6.5 more. Yeah. And I think a lot of other people in production would probably mm. be looking the same. I think that the,
1: the thing is that this is data across everyone mm. in the match, as yep. opposed to in the US where they, they go basically the top 10%. Uh, of the of all the members, hmm. uh, this is a hundred percent of all of those who uh, got out to matches. So it does give you um, give you guys who are who are just getting started. and It still captures their data. So yeah, keeping that in mind,
0: hmm. I guess uh, you know if you do go to six five Creed more and you run out of ammo, you could there'll be a lot it of other people that out there.
1: Forty five percent of the other <laughs> people there may be able to lend you around, depending whether they've full length sized or not. Hmm. Uh, flicking over to the next category, uh this is actions. So right. what what are you running for this weekend?
0: Well I'm good to see those results. I'm still running a tiker. Okay, good. Well we have nearly
1: thirty percent mm. of the uh the uh field agreeing with you, uh running tikers as well, including uh including quite a few uh of the top ten actually. Um, which is uh always good, interesting the, to see. Sorry, uh, top twenty. Top twenty.
0: Yeah, uh, factory sleeky bolt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you might be right I mean, it's good action to to base off uh, ticking behind that is defiance and there's actually that's probably the most presence in the top 20 uh it well, definitely is looking at this data uh, there and that's sitting just on about 10 percent um, and then again we get a we get a fair mix between a whole stack of other options there's some notable ones accuracy international has a a, a fair presence there uh, Ruger Hauer, all sitting about the same
0: uh, there actually surprised to see a um savage. Down there, in the one of the top. Oh, you've
1: gone all yeah, you've gone all the way down there. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I wasn't expecting that <laughs> no, one.
1: That's all right. So, um, yeah, after how we get a couple from Surgeon, Bighorn, Horn, uh, Remington still still floating around, uh, Bagara, a couple of guys running Bagara, Seiko. I uh, know there's a dirty M10 floating around. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> big uh, big M10. That's uh, good to see. And uh, Desert Tech, uh, yeah. I've, we must have seen a couple of them. It looks like two or three of those. Uh Lithgo have been there. No doubt they would have been that's sort of like a a a disappointing figure to have there that you would have thought had everything gone well from the last year, Lithgow would have their their numbers would have been right up on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, I think um did the barrel the barrel scare replacement thing Mod of
1: yeah, the, the, what it did is it chewed up their ability to produce mm. the, the next wave of guns, and so their 105, which would have been, I think, a lot of guys who were sitting that Ruger, probably even some of the ticker, um, and, and a number of other sort of categories there mm. would have gone the Lithgow, um, but you know, didn't because uh, they, they couldn't get their hands on it. So, Lithgow have got an A showing, but not huge. Uh, it looks like we doubled up, we've got a um. Skewed number there, so I'm just gonna to have to correct that. But Ruger actually would be sitting third. We've got Ruger twice, uh, must have been printed there some incorrectly somehow. So Ruger actually present twice, so they are third overall in the list. Then AI, how uh, keep him going down. Uh, Let go, Morslingfield, Stella, uh, Ash, uh, Savage, Curtis Custom, and Manil as well. Let's see, the some Australian representative there. Mm. Uh yeah. Any thoughts on the action side of things? Not not unexpected, is it? No, no, not no. nothing jumping out too much. Defiant sort of up the top there and uh yeah, you know, they've got they've got really good representation here through mm. Huntsman. Yep. And so I think that's probably one of the big the big things. And yeah, you know, obviously AI have good representation here through uh through particularly through Do It uh Particularly through Delta Tactical. Mm. And so I think that because of that, you know, they're they're the custom stuff that people Generally, will build on because they're you know they're well supported here. Whereas you know Curtis uh, and a couple of others, perhaps don't get quite as as much recognition because they're not not as well known. Uh, we can break that down by model. A couple of the top ones, the T3X uh, is is right at the top, even even more than the TAC A1. Take A1 sitting third mm. uh, behind the Ruger Precision Rifle. Uh, TAC a ones actually sitting on par with the 1500 from Hauer and the Defiant
0: Stevian. Um, yeah, so I'm running the TAC A1.
1: Okay
0: Yeah Yeah. I mean it doesn't surprise me I think the T3X It's price
1: Yeah it's the price, price
0: And being yeah. able to just swap the chassis over To Yeah Maybe more something suited to yourself Yeah For sure For sure uh, I couldn't be bothered Choosing a chassis So I thought I'd get one with it <laughs>
1: Uh barrel manufacturer up to next. Uh yeah, again, no no uh significant surprise here because we we're dealing still with a lot of a lot of factory guns. And I think that's that's one of the, the, the differences here. So the Chica barrel is the number one on there. But the first custom barrel we see is bartlin or Bartline or however people say it. How do you say that word? Make it good bartlin that's, that's boring. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Uh Madco and Swan and the next sort of customs after that, Krieger as well, and then AI sitting there as well. So a little bit of a uh, little bit of everything. Uh the ones that people are always interested in are the carbon fiber. Don't actually have the data on whether they're carbon fiber or not, but the proof and the hardy barrels uh are down uh they're they're present. Let's say they're present. Uh but yeah, a lot of guys don't don't seem to favour the carbon carbon barrels in PRS. I guess, you know, weight it's probably a factor.
0: Yeah, I guess the whole idea of them is trying to be light, but then you're raising mm. your recoil. and you.
1: That's right. Mm. That's right. So speaking of recoil, let's have a little look at muzzle brakes uh, while we're talking <laughs> barrels. Here we so go. here's an interesting point. Uh, wow. 27% don't have any muzzle brakes.
0: That's surprising.
1: Well, there, there is the rule in production that you can't actually do, you, know, you can't thread something that isn't already threaded. Yep, yep. And, that's part of the limitations in uh, in uh, production. Uh, the uh, that's, you know, certainly a reason why, but no surprise straight after that in terms of top muzzle brakes, you're looking at APA and Terminator.
0: Just to be expected, really. Good to see Nick's getting a few uh, few of his brakes out there too.
1: Yeah, so behind that the ticker which be all the ones that are sitting on the Take One's and then uh, and Then the Badger brakes are in line with uh, the Ruger brakes, with the AI brakes, and the Ignition Custom brakes as well. So then we go through a whole stack of other ones. Heathen, Trent Tech, Benchmark, Rodale, HSS, Homemade, PWS, YHM. I don't know what that is. Precision Armaments, TSE, KDEX, Area 419. I would have thought that would be higher, but we'll see what happens over the next 12 months. Mm. And Janzo.
0: Yeah. So yep. Is eBay on there? <laughs> I got mine off eBay. Oh, don't <laughs> say that. <laughs>
1: oh, that's uh, that's disappointing. Uh, all right. eBay is not on there, but you know what it could be? It'll be it'd be on there this year. When you when you pre-register tomorrow yep. awesome. or Friday, uh, put on eBay.
0: Especially more homemade because I did some modifications.
1: <laughs> You're gunsmithing. You're trying to stay in production. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Uh, stock manufacturer. Let's get tick on to this one here. What stock are you running? Oh, you already said that, didn't you? Yeah,
0: yeah just
1: yeah. Uh, the TAC. Tack a All right. Uh, so, no surprises. Ticker is top uh, as well. Uh, but none, no one in the top 20 was running a Ticker chassis stock. Chassis stock.
0: It doesn't oh, split this out. Challenge accepted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good. I like it. And uh, so, in the behind that, uh, probably, again, no, no big surprise matters. About half. Of the uh, the manners used, were run by the top twenty guys, and and certainly the biggest showing by any of the uh, the top twenty guys were in manners. Next one down was KRG, so KRG was the top chassis, basically again represented by quite a few of the the top twenties, mm-hmm. and and yeah, you know, very close to behind the manners. Uh, Ruger, which yeah, given all the Ruger RPRs uh, floating around, again no no one in the top twenty running those, but they uh, they represented about 10% of the field. Uh, Accuracy International, sort of similar deal. I don't have the breakdown on how many of those were were bolted in with AIs versus just the chassis. Um, probably can work that out, actually, but I'm not going to today. Uh, and then online with the AIs, the Masterpiece Arms, which, to be fair, are probably only a couple of pieces behind, uh, behind the KRGs mm. in presence. But I did show that to Phil uh, over in the US and told him that, you know, Better, better get on it if you want to be number one.
0: Yeah, I've seen a few more Masterpiece Arms chassis this year. People yeah. People bringing them out. Yeah, yeah, floating
1: around. Yeah, absolutely. They're certainly uh, hard to beat. But that new KRG one, the, the Gen 6 and the Whiskey 3 is really impressive. Mm. Probably the other thing to consider though, that KRG probably includes Bravo's Yep. as well. There's probably a little bit varied range within that. We, we do have all that reported on the next slide. Yep. Uh,
0: do you think um, MDT will start Picking up here with yes, the, the whole weight system,
1: they will. Yeah, yeah, that that a I never. I think it's ACC, but it could be yeah. AAC. I, I'm never good with
0: that.
1: us um, confuse me. Uh, ACC, I reckon. Anyway, whatever that that chassis is yeah.
0: called, it's really good. It's an accuracy competition something something chassis maybe? chassis yeah, yeah that's the one.
1: Let's just call it that from now on. <laughs> yeah, whether it is or not. Huh. So yeah, I think that chassis will certainly come into play, and, and hopefully yep. we get good supply of it over here. But uh, we'll. I personally think it's on 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 deck with the uh, the KRGs uh, mm. and the MPAs, or so it's it's certainly within. Yeah, you know, it's it's a considerable option, well and truly. Considerably
0: um, heavy, too. can
1: be, can yeah. be. Doesn't well, have yeah. to be. I'm just yeah. thinking if you're
0: running like a six mil something, and mm. that fully weighted, just um, you know, be yeah. like shooting a twenty-two. It would be. Do we have to stand with it? Yeah. <laughs> Hmm, <laughs> anyway. Some, uh, some new, new who knows? Uh, who drills knows? coming
1: up. No, I didn't, didn't say that. Um, just just in general, you know, Matt has always liked to uh, mm-hmm. challenge what, what people don't necessarily love doing. So you might see things like that in the future, perhaps one day. Perhaps. Anyway, the uh, also in line with the uh, the MDTs, the Bagara stocks, the Desertex, of course they're all sort of factory stuff. Uh, good to see the Precision Rifle product chassis there. That's uh, locally made here in Adelaide. So good to see a couple of them uh, float around. Seiko again, you know, factory staff McMillan had a bit of a presence, uh, but nearly all of the McMillans were used by the top twenty guys. So uh, that's good, interesting. Uh, another locally made one, Bolly, uh, which make the really light stocks uh, were present in a couple of guns. How XLR had a little bit of a showing again. Half the uh, half the users were top twenty. Uh, Remington wombat ordinance one for foundation which uh is well considering they haven't really had a uh, an ability to buy them here that's no surprise that it's only one and that was ash who uh, ended up taking the series out so no surprises to see them uh, perhaps grow a little bit they're a real good chassis and, and there will be a podcast coming out with them probably the next uh not not Anyway, in a few podcasts, we would have had a chat with John Kyle and uh, and he'll be on there, so that's good. Uh, J. Allen and Lithgow, of course, there as well. Breaking down my models, oh, there's so many lines there, so many different models. <laughs> Let's, uh, we won't spend too much time on that, but number one in terms of models uh, was uh, the, the comp chassis from MPA was equal with the RPR, so... Uh, yeah, you know, in terms of this, what we thought with the KRGs, yep. it's probably split across uh, a number of different models. The Attack, TAC uh, A one was the most popular individual stock from Ticker, uh, with the Ticker varmints being close behind that. A couple of different AIs in there, T four A, some manners be the number one, and then you just yeah, you've got yeah, you know, mm. odds and odds of of everything. Um, there was one Harbu, which is Danny's, one M10, one Bullpup. Uh, yeah, all sorts of stuff. All sorts of stuff in there. Right, what do we got next? Triggers? Do you want to do triggers next?
0: Yep, let's do it. Touchy subject. Ooh. <laughs> We're going to get along just
1: fine, Andy. We're going to get along just fine. So uh, what, what trigger are you running? Are you running your factory ticker or have you pimped it? Oh, no, you can't yep. pimp it out if you want to stay in production, can Yep, you?
0: no, factory trigger. Okay. I've um, wound that screw out as far as, far as it will go. As it will
1: physically go. <laughs> cool. So tickers, uh, again, you know, in line with the factory stuff. But getting on to the, the custom
0: stuff, Jewel. Jewel was the number one. Right. Which... I thought Timney was still pretty popular here. Well, yeah. As, as in... Yeah, than
1: I tell you what, I would not have picked that. And and again, you know, probably three quarters of the guys running them were in the top 20. Mm. So, I mean, the word on the street is get yourself a dual trigger, it seems. But they can be pretty sensitive and and are more inclined not to fail, but to, to get dirty and have issues. From what I'm told, I've never run one. So that's purely based on hearsay. So you want you to try and
0: get the grit out of it, keep it out? And, yeah.
1: I mean, yep. you want to do that with every trigger. No trigger really loves grit. Mine apart does, from, apart from Brugger Triggers, probably. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, and then uh, so Chimney with the next custom one behind that, uh, and then uh, Trigger Tech. Trigger Tech is currently dominating the US. Uh, we will see how it, how it goes here again. Now picked up by some good importers, so we will see what the you know what their um, representation is like. Everything else is pretty much factory until we get down to the Bix Nandy, and uh, one of those. You probably should run a, one of those. It says Andy in it, so I figured you right. must like that. Yeah. And then uh, the other one there is Huber Concepts, only one of those. But again, the uh, Huber Concepts were number one. Hey there, I'm just noticing that Savage. Someone was shooting Savage in the top 20.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Did that come up on your previous screen? Don't know. As they wouldn't have pulled a Savage trigger out and put it in something else.
1: Yeah, no, whoever's running the Savage is in the top 20. Well done. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah good stuff what shall we move on to next let's have a little look at scopes optics
0: all right well uh not a huge surprise here give us the results there andy yeah night force is uh taking the lead at roughly 34 percent of yep. the crowd um yep with again yeah. third of them being in the top 20 yeah yep yep and the uh the vortex is not far behind that.
1: That's right. Interesting to note, I, we haven't looked at a lot of the data from the prior year, but I do know, uh, obviously because it was sponsored by Vortex, there were two Vortexes in the first PRS series, the first right. PRS match. Yep. Only two out of 50 competitors.
0: Would have jumped up pretty quick. They have
1: gone up a significant yep. amount uh, over that time. Yep. Um, that
0: Razor, I just saw them everywhere I went. Yeah. Everyone had them. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> they certainly did. Uh, did become very popular. Uh, in third, Bushnell, mm-hmm. one in the top twenty, uh, doing that. Next in is the Burris. I reckon that's probably because they they make a good option around that sort of cheaper cheaper um, that two thousand mm-hmm. dollar mark. Um, yep. Do well, and then Carles as well. Uh, looks like two guys using Kala's, and uh, I certainly know one of them is Zilmi, who won. One that's what got him booted out of production. Yeah, right. Actually, well, not. <laughs> that's, that's a little harsh saying it like that. But anyway, he won, uh, won a colours, and then moved up to open, and and is using that. He's mm-hmm. in the top twenty for sure. So that's uh, him. Some Schmitz, uh, Athlon, Steiner, March, Trigicon, Zia, leopold Delta, uh, Minox, Minox mm. in the top twenty as well.
0: Now, Athlon, there are they growing pretty large in the states.
1: I don't know. Do you know? Like they, they seem to have like a uh, whirlwind up real quick, and then just it's
0: either that or their marketing team's doing pretty well.
1: Yeah. Okay. They they seem to uh, seem to go quiet again pretty quick. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I just don't pay attention to Facebook as much these days.
0: Yeah, that's it. That... It's popping up all over my. Oh,
1: okay, face. you're still seeing a fair bit of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. It's probably uh, It's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> One thing on that though, there is uh, there's a fair breakdown of the actual models which uh, we we don't have here, but it'll be up on the website. Uh, As well. Oh, what else are we going to look at there? Let's have a look at bipods. What bipod are you running, mate?
0: I've got Atlas. Okay. um, One of the earlier ones uh, where the, the legs swivel. Yep. When you yeah the cheaper one yeah you just oh come just on. cheaper yeah. still like five hundred bucks <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Yep. I, I okay. cried yeah. I cried yeah well, only <laughs> once though only once yep. uh, well you you seem to have sided with the masses mate Atlas is number one in the options so yep. uh, you done well there uh, Harris coming in second uh, and uh, not you know, not too far behind the uh, the Atlas but that's not not surprising to see and then and then the rest is sort of split and we've got the uh, AI bipods I can't I don't can't say I would recognise one uh, off no. the top of my head. But anyway, uh, you got the AI bipods. The other other one there is the Yakutak bipods, and then we got some Harris clones, and it uh, mm-hmm. looks like one Versapod. Um, yep. So uh, I'm, I'm glad some people were willing to admit they had clones of the Harris. Rather, than I reckon there'd actuals. be some
0: Atlas clones, but they're not. They're not willing. They're to. not telling you.
1: No, will not they? Can't because they wouldn't <laughs> have finished a match with a clone, right? <laughs> That's, That's a, it. Of course. Yeah, most of the
0: clones are pretty average. <laughs> but. Do you think those um who is it? MDT we've brought out there. That will probably Yeah, be- the psych pods.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how how easy they are to get on uh, hold of here. Yep. But I I didn't use one uh extensively, but I did see a guy use one. Um they're impressive. Mm. Really impressive.
0: Yeah, a lot of adjustment there. I mean mm. For myself, I just try and you know keep it simple, stupid. If you if you've got the option of legs out, legs in, you know that you know that's what you've got. But once you have too many options, it starts to get confusing.
1: Yeah, I, I think. think it it comes down again to people knowing the gear.
0: Yep. Do you know like
1: people being able to um know how their bipod works and how to how to utilize it really well, mm-hmm. and and that's and that's yeah you know, most guys just go oh, you flick your legs out, flick your legs back in. That's how you use a bipod, which is probably safe and mm. and quite true. But as you get to know your bipod you work out of these little tricks and that's what I think the the psychpods will, will probably yep. fit that criteria where guys want more from their gear but are willing to put the time in with it.
0: Yep. Yep. And the Magpul Magpool have their one that's similar to Atlas, is it? I think it is.
1: Similar to Atlas I think would be very generous to the Magpul and, and not <laughs> overly great for the Atlas. Um I haven't heard great reports about right. about them. Yeah um just they're much. they're
0: poly- polymer
1: they're polymer one yep. so yep. like probably and I, I haven't played with one enough but probably l- like a lighter weight but solid option yep. they'd yep. probably tick that box really well but um I, I really don't think they've got they've got got on the Harris of the Atlas from what I have seen in the reports I've been given but who mm. knows Hey, we missed something in scopes uh we 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 well, still did we still did take Details on whether guys are running mill or MOA. Yep. And um,
0: No surprises, I think. Well. Well, unless you're surprised to see MOA still there.
1: (laughs) One guy in the top 20 was running MOA. Mm -hmm. And the other 19% of the field, uh, 18% of the field, um, perhaps not, uh, 80% of the field were running mill. No big surprise there, and one percent of the field failed to answer the question. <laughs> so, um, might have not been able to read his handwriting or something on those lines. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> or maybe using inch per hundred yards. Yeah, maybe that's uh, that's yep. probably what it is. Yep. Good. So uh, this will bring us down to projectiles. Yeah, a uh, topic close to my heart. Mm-hmm. Projectile manufacturer. So I don't have the breakdown of the individual projectiles. The data was was very confusing on that, but I do have them by manufacturer. And uh, number one,
0: yeah, Hornady. That's mm. what I'm. That's what I'm kicking down my barrel.
1: That's what you're running. Yep. Yeah. And and then number two, we have Berger in there. Um, but but Hornady are up around forty-ish percent, whereas mm. Berger are just under twenty. That's
0: why I can never find any. Well, when I need them
1: do you know I think I think <laughs> that's perhaps why these results are these results because I suspect if burgers were more available yep. they may have taken out the top spot mm. but you know we what have we've had trouble getting burgers for 18 months right maybe two years 18 months at least and I think one of the things that yeah you know, guys have, have had to they can't wait. They've yep. got to yeah, got, got to find something else. And the yeah. Horny LD lines have come out, and I, I, I will. It'll be interesting to see whether whether guys go back to burgers once they become available, or if they just, you know, what I'm pretty happy where I am. Yep. Um
0: And the nozzlers, um yeah, still up there. I'm surprised Sierra's above Nosler. Is that they're not above? they're equal? Equal? They're equal?
1: They are equal. Yeah. Uh, the the and Sierra's. Why does that surprise you? Or does it surprise well, I, you that
0: they're... I use Sierra's for a hunting load. Okay. So, I mean, I probably haven't looked at their match load of stuff as much.
1: They are very well regarded in the match right. side of things. Certainly have been for a long time. They've always been a bit of a go-to for, for many. Yeah. Um, and they they continue now to, you know, keep developing new match match options as well. So, hmm. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised that they're there. Um, the big... Sp- the big things that surprised me that there is their price. They've just perpetually been expensive. Yeah. Uh and so, yeah, compared to that, I think that's where Hornley probably hit the mark uh quite well because they're well priced and yeah, fairly available and and you know, lots of options. Uh whereas uh, yeah, it's interesting to see and the nozzles though, I mean, I would I would hazard a guess that nearly all of those nozzles that we're seeing on that list are RDFs. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, they have certainly ticked a box that Nosler really didn't fulfill uh, prior to that mm. uh, overly well. Uh, shortly behind that is Lapier projectiles, off on the 139s and the 6.5s, uh, are, are pretty mm. popular.
0: Quite pricey, though.
1: Yeah, someone's yeah. running Remington projectiles. I feel sorry for them. Is that in the Savage? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not in the top 20, so, so not not the case. Uh then we got some Optimus, uh still floating around in 308, or 30 cows. Uh, Norma and the sorry, d- doing anyway, a robot. You're, you're doing a robot. Optimus. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, Optimus. That's uh, not good. <laughs> I thought you'd make the transformer noise. Beep pop, beep That's not the transformer noise. <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that's actually very disappointing to uh, to hear that you how old are you? Never mind. Uh so and d as well. DTAX had a slight presence, someone was running those, yeah, <laughs> which is yeah. good. Uh, so I think yeah, obviously we'll see uh, we'll see more of a, a six mil shift uh, in those. Um, that doesn't give that that data, but we'll uh, see more of a six mil shift. And I think uh, it'd be interesting to see keep an eye on burgers how they go as, as supply improves mm. uh, because I reckon guys have found homes in Hornby and Nuzzlers and, and other yeah, options. Definitely. Mm. What are you running?
0: Um, I'm running the ELDX in the oh, way, yeah. 143s. Yep. Um, I've gone the X because sometimes I go out hunting with that. Yep. Um, yeah. And that's purely that And it's still performing there. really well. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic, mate.
1: Uh, on to brass. Uh, this might actually be our last one. Brass. Uh, wow. So, Lapua dominating. Yep. In that, which is no... Uh, is it Lapua or Lapua? What do you say? Lapua. Okay, you are fancy on it. Lapua? I'm French. <laughs> Lapua yeah. have uh, have decided to uh, oh no they haven't decided anything everyone's decided to run their brass uh, yeah. it would we would seem forty six percent shortly behind that Hornady and Norma uh, probably no big surprise there ADI yeah. uh, sitting behind there Peterson Federal Remington Seiko and uh, one one running out for munitions although I suspect that will pick up.
0: Right,
1: uh, I haven't heard of them. You haven't heard of them? Nope. Mm, go get with the game. Bo will be very disappointed you haven't heard of them. Heard with them, heard of them. Words are challenging sometimes. Mm. And uh, they they certainly are yeah, making their presence known over in the US.
0: Whereabouts? Do you know where they're made?
1: In the US, right. I think. Yep. Cool. And uh, PPU and Winchester. Yeah. Um, Uh, are also present there. So it'll be interesting to see how that mix goes. I think probably not a big change. Lapure is still, Mm. you know, because of the the creamer brass and such, that'll still sort of stay up there. They also make the BR brass, so I think, with the shift to BRs that I'm expecting. uh, They will stay present. Uh, But Alpha will probably pick up a little bit. That's my guess.
0: Probably. Was Lapure the only ones that offered the small rifle primer?
1: They weren't the only ones, but they were one of the first. Yeah.
0: Um, But just they're good brass. Yeah, because so I know a lot of people jumped on that, and the fact that they're already trimmed and deburred and yeah, flash hole, good done and everything.
1: Yeah, so uh, that data will be uh, linked up. You can find that in the show notes as to where to go. So, what do you reckon? What do you reckon this year, mate? Any any noticeable differences in that that you're expecting? What do you? I mean, it's gonna be your first PRS in a few days. What are you gonna rock up and hope to see?
0: Oh, I'm just gonna try and take it in like a sponge. Mm. Just watch other guys, watch their positional. Steal all their ideas. Yep. Make sure they go first. Um, Just keep asking them, you know, what would you do Make
1: make Andy go first on every stage.
0: Right. (laughs) Practice school error. Anyway. I'll I'll be the what not to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Stay in tuned. (laughs) Nah.
1: Okay. Cool. Um, So just checking out.
0: Yeah. Just checking out what the other guys do, how they run, um, and maybe what their preparation is before each stage. Mm. um because i usually just watch other people we're
1: gonna have to do a, a, a whole podcast a whole episode once we're back into our normal cycle of episodes with our full crew yep uh i think we will definitely have to um to to, to do mm. stage prep stuff yeah i think one of the sounds other... boring probably one of the most significant significant yeah. parts of the yeah
0: yeah the match anyway so yeah, I'm pretty keen to see what bags, as in like uh, oh, positional bags that. and bits and pieces. I had uh, data
1: on that, and we've oh. we've skipped past it. Let's go back and do bags. Bags. Now that you brought it up,
0: because oh, I've in, got
1: a couple of other things. Anyway, we we I've got this completely wrong. See, so this is what happens when we're just chilling out and just talking talking rubbish. Uh, bags. So uh, the number one bag manufacturer <laughs> was none.
0: Hey, yeah. Look, I'm not running a branded bag. Yeah. Actually. Uh, from Aussie Disposals. I just filled it with packing foam.
1: Well, <laughs> interesting enough, and I, look, this may be just people who didn't respond, because homemade's its own its own option in there. But oh, anyway, yep. uh, but top of the list uh, for people who were running bags, Lovis gear. It's good to see some good Australian representi- yep. representatives. Uh, shortly behind that, uh, both Armageddon gear and WeBad. Yep. Yep, uh, which is I'm uh, again through Lovie's gear, so they're double dipping a little bit. What's going on there, Jim? And Webad <laughs> uh, coming through uh, both Huntsman and Delta Tactical. That's good. Uh, behind that, short action precision coming through yours truly. Mm-hmm. Uh, about to land some more of that gear shortly, uh, and then homemade uh, sitting in there around the seven or eight percent of the field. So people obviously being uh, you know, being. In getting their ingenuity on mm. um, the tab gear also making present and uh, present. They're not making a present. It's not Christmas. They are making their presents known. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are they Get, getting out there. They are there. They're mm-hmm. there. They're present in, in the competition. They mm-hmm. doing their thing. Tab gear, tab gear, Moving on, uh, Reza as well. Uh, now Reza were the original guys who made game changes, yeah, yep. and they actually have gone out now, often under the brand of Armageddon Gear. So you could probably l- sort of throw that into Armageddon Gear in some ways, but obviously guys have decided to respond with you know if their brand was was an original Reza. Or, to to mention that, um, which would actually kick that just over low-vis gear. But anyway, do with that what you will. Uh, yeah. That is the
0: information. Did you have a breakdown of what style of bag it was?
1: No, because a lot of guys were using multiple bags, so yep. sort of went yep. with what they preferenced first. Yep. Uh, and so I think you'll find, and and what was common from the the data was you'll have, you'll find that they might have a okay, um a running gun bag from short action precision, mm-hmm. and then a game changer or a fortune cookie or something like that. Yep. Uh, we will attempt uh, this time round to try and get some uh, some more significant data into into the combinations and breakdowns of bags, but. Mm. Um, yeah, interesting to see. Uh, but certainly, you know, guys were running two or three bags. It was not uncommon. Yep. We will have to do an episode on bags, by the way. Cool. Bags episode. Now, the other thing that we did actually have that I completely ignored before was ballistics apps. I'll
0: bring my pillow for that, by the way. For which? The bags. The bags episode? Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. Is that, is that a type of bag you shoot from?
0: No, it's the one I rest my head on.
1: Oh, okay. So you're
0: bored already? No.
1: No, <laughs> okay. You are just yeah, looking for other options. Like oh well, it.
0: I mean, like sometimes you see guys rocking the um, you know, their backpack bag. Well, and that's they'll use that it. as a as a big pillow. Yeah, sometimes you you have to. Mm. That's good.
1: Uh, so, ballistics app. What app are you running uh, for your data?
0: I used to use the Applied Ballistics, mm-hmm. um, and I guess that I still am because I've got a Kestrel now. Okay. Yeah. So they sort of tie in.
1: Sure, sure. So, yeah, look, uh, Applied Ballistics number one app uh, used by nearly 30% of the field, including a bunch of the top 20. Uh, Strelok is coming in second. Ballistics Arc, which is what I uh, mainly run these days, is sort of equal with the Kestrels. Now, the Kestrels, one one would assume that that's going to be the Applied Ballistics version of the Kestrel, because uh, otherwise, if you haven't got data on your Kestrel, it's just a wind and temperature and stuff related or it's got the Horus software on there and don't really think we've seen that too often these days. Uh, So none. This surprised me. There was a number of guys there who uh, had no data uh, apart from manual data. They weren't actually running an app, uh, which is Mm. um, good to see.
0: It is good to see.
1: Sort of challenging sometimes.
0: Yeah, definitely relying on your own senses. Is the way to go in case your all your you know gadgets fail mm.
1: Mm. but they yeah they are relying mostly on written data, which is good. I think a couple of guys maybe were just liking it yep. that's why there's no one in the top twenty doing no data yeah uh Tracell still made a presence ballistics a e Bushnell and Hornady as well the branded apps uh, so um that's not surprising. I would have uh, thought ballistics Arc would be enough a little bit higher um uh, no doubt the Kestrels will, will be ticking up as well. So, because we uh, we are also announcing this week, and probably by the time this goes out, but if not, here it is: uh, the Monado Meltdown, presented by Kestrel uh, as well, is happening. That's the second event, and that's the the one run by the club that you and I attend.
0: Yep, up at Monado,
1: mm, the Practical Shooting uh, Practical Shooting SA Club. So that is on the tenth to twelfth of May, and we'll be looking pretty good. So that's a match two of the PRS, the Vortex. Uh, to the, uh, let me remember all the words I say. 2019 <laughs> Vortex Precision Rifle Series. Uh, points Race Championship thing. Anyway, the series. The series that's is it. what we're talking about. That's the one. That's the one. Uh, I think that's all the, uh, all the charts I have. I'm going to go look through them now, considering <laughs> I missed a couple before. Muzzle well brakes. What's that? projectiles, scopes, 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 stocks, stocks, triggers. We can just make up some data if you like. No. So I think that you will see, uh, you will see, uh, yeah, the 6BRs, as I said, I think we will see, like, inevitably I think we'll see more custom-built guns. Yeah, I think that's the way this, this, you know, this trends towards guys get into it with whatever they're using. We're seeing a whole stack of guys who are going through that process of jumped out of production and and jumped into Open this year. And so, you know, generally that's they're doing that because they've built themselves the gun they wanted.
0: Yeah, or, you know, the skills increase and they want another challenge. So.
1: Yeah, but I think, I think it, like, hand in hand, they, they now don't have the restrictions on them of, yeah. of what they have to do to, in production. And so their skills have upped over the course of the year and then they're mm-hmm. jumping into Open and have a, a fancy gun to suit. Uh, mm. I do believe that's uh, often been the case. So... Yeah, that's pretty uh, pretty exciting, uh, pretty interesting to see which way that goes, which will
0: be good. Hmm.
1: What are what are you uh, what are you looking forward to out of your first match, mate?
0: Ah, uh, look, just the camaraderie of all the all the people. You can't there. even say the word correctly. <laughs> what is it? Com- camaraderie. Yeah, that's yeah? better. Yeah. What did I say? Uh, something else. Comradery. Yeah, pretty much. That was quite as close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, just being around a good bunch of people. Yeah. Um, and just yeah, like I said learning all as much as i can watching how other people run um their stages um i think beers on the saturday night that'd be good fun why limit yourself why limit myself yeah there's a sunday night there's a friday night oh (laughs) on <laughs> foot?
1: Yeah. Yeah. as well it's Wednesday night yeah. actually. Thursday <laughs> Unfortunately, night. Unfortunately I'll be I'll be back on the Sunday night oh, as well. Okay. Mm. Okay.
0: And you'll be you'll be late on the Friday. Yes, yes, work commitments.
1: That's that's life. That's yep. life. Oh, good on you. And uh you're right, okay. So beers on the Saturday night. Yep. Yep. I'll be there. Wonderful. And and so I mean, give us a little rundown on what you are what you are running. You're running your ticket Attack A one in six five, Creedmoor with a something on top. <laughs>
0: Yeah, not running the iron sights. Okay, um, good. Yep. Upgraded. Yeah, I've got a uh, Bushnell XRS uh, yeah. with the H H59 reticle. Okay, cool. Um, and I'm now contemplating upgrading. Mm. Um, not sure when. Okay. Maybe why I have to go back to work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, after looking through a few of other people's scopes, I started to realize it's probably limiting okay. what I can see downrange.
1: Well, there's going to be a bunch of Burris and Steiners to play with at the uh, at the all match. Right, so cool. you never know, mate. Some of those Steiners look pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, I'll be looking through them for sure. Mm. Of course, the Vortex. Yeah, anyway, all sorts so, of options. Not not
1: that we're limited it. in scope yeah. options, uh, as we saw from the uh, the list before. But that will be uh, that will be good to see. And and one of the other things uh, for those who are going to the match, or for those who are listening and live in Mildura, on the Friday. Even if you're not competing, even if you're not going to the PRS, even if you're only coming for the coffee. That's another hint there. Coffee, coffee. yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, even if you're only coming for uh, for for a look, between one and four, you have the opportunity to shoot a stage with a Ticker Take one with a barra 60R2 uh, on it. Mm. Are you going to have, have a go at that? Oh, you're
0: I won't, quite, you're I won't quite won't a rim fire. Ge- yeah, I won't be getting oh, there. You won't yeah. be. Oh. I'll <sighs> be. All, if it all happens well i'll be leaving work at lunchtime but if not i'll be up there late <laughs> <laughs> all right. so. well uh then
1: in that case i'll, I'll tell everyone else who's listening yep. and yep. not you but uh, so anyone who is there uh, who signs into the range can have a shot on that and actually shoot at the stage have a play with a gun play with a scope uh, which is wonderful thanks uh thanks to uh, ticker and to Burris for that but the really exciting part is if you are an official stage officer for the weekend or you are a competitor for the weekend, your scores will be kept and your results tallied and someone will be, as legally as they can, so to speak, walking away from the match with that particular rifle and that scope. And, and don't be too afraid because obviously there's a, there's a difference between you know, picking up a you know a brand new gun in six five Creedmoor that's had a thousand rounds down the barrel versus a twenty two rimfire that's had a thousand rounds down the barrel. There's really only just warming up.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: so I think uh, I think that will be really exciting uh, yeah. to see. And certainly, uh, I think everyone only gets one one their first go on the on the rifle is the one that counts. Right. Yep. Um. The guys, might, you know, Beretta guys might be real nice and let you have another go, but I'm sure the first one's the only mm-hmm. one that counts. But even if you're only in, uh, if you're in Mildura and you're going to be around that day, uh get out there, have a shoot, have a play with it. Uh, there's going to be, there's going to be some other guns to shoot. I think there's going to be a Seiko M10. There's going to be a Ticket A1, although you're pretty familiar with how they shoot. Yep, I like it. And there's a Victrix. I do believe there, which is one of their real nice ones. Anyway, there's a whole stack of guns that are going to be there, uh, which will be really good fun to have a shoot. So, you know, not that you get a chance to, but Mm. everyone else can zero their gun and then go up and have a crack on one of those. (laughs) Uh, And so, yeah, I think uh, this is not really an announcement. Podcast for all the guys going, but this is uh, certainly some of the data from last year, which will be up on the website probably just after Mildura uh, actually happens, and yeah, in the week after that's when the data will, will end up on the site. And this will uh, this will hopefully keep you amused with some of the information so far, and and hopefully convince mm. you to pre-register correctly so we get the correct data for <laughs> it. Uh, anyway, I reckon that's about it, mate. Sounds good. Good luck on the weekend. Thank you very much. I, I know all the stages, and you'll need the luck.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but, no, it should be good fun, man, yeah. and, uh, yep. and, you know, uh, good luck for all the guys who are particularly shooting their first one, uh, the 20-something shooters who are having a crack for the first time. Good on you. I uh, hope you enjoy it, and, uh, yeah, remember. I think, have you got, from your your uh, PRS competition experience, Andy, can you drop us with some information of, you know, what to what, the best piece of advice you can come up with. All right. Well, you oh, have okay. shot quite a lot of competitions. You listen. Let's, let's not beat around the bush. You have shot a lot of rimfire stuff. You've shot mm, a, a yep. number of centerfire stuff, club level stuff. But still. Yep. So, what what have you found that the key? What's the what's going to make the difference?
0: Yeah, I reckon. Um, obviously, listen to the brief and don't try and overcomplicate it. If it's if it's not in the brief then it's not really relevant. Nick, I'm looking at you, Nick. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Once he starts talking, everyone else gets confused and then you're just lost. (laughs) Yep. Um, Yeah, pay attention to that. Uh, Make sure you've got your data written down or you know it or your holds or your dials, what you're dialing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think try and stay calm. I usually try and just take a few deep breaths and just relax you know, walk my way up instead of trying to smash off as many rounds as I can yeah. quickly. That's something I'm trying to work on as well. Um, and then just before that buzzer goes, have a look at your wind. Cause I think that's something I forget to do as well. Sure. Like I'll just jump down there, look through the scope, fire my first round and go, Oh, oh that yeah. was a miss <laughs> because of the wind. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, if I'm going to, you know, again, you know, from all my PRS match experience, um, I've seen plenty of guys shoot it. Let's put it that way. Yep. Yeah, I've shot a few matches now. And the one thing that I, I see, particularly for you guys, is, is don't worry about the timer. Don't worry about what you actually have to do. Um, go up to your first position, whatever it might be, your first target, and engage that target with all the time in the world that you need to hit it. Mm. There's no point rushing. Yeah, you're on a barricade and you're a bit wobbly, but you're going, oh, I've got to the other targets to shoot. So you take the shot anyway. Just... Take your time. Get get steady. Get stable. If you need to, if you're in a position that's really not good, just rebuild your position. It's it's better off because as soon as you pull that trigger, well, that shot has gone, and you've wasted whatever time you've set doing that. Mm. And then you've you know you've got to reset now for your next one. Whatever, depending on what the stage is. But uh, I would take the time to build that position really well. Rebuild if need. Don't worry about what you don't worry about what you were you didn't get an opportunity to shoot if your hit rate your personal hit rate don't worry about the match your personal hit rate is good that's mm. highly encouraging yeah you, know, you might go oh, i only shot you know 40 percent of the available targets sure but of the shots that you got off what did you hit if that if that hit rate is somewhere north mm. of 50 on your mm. first match you're doing well you know, yeah. if you, if you took all the time, I mean, mate, if you imagine if you only got, you know, only got shots on 30% of the targets, but you are a hundred percent hit rate, mm. it's much, it's very easy to, uh, to learn how to speed that up. Yeah. It's a, much easier to learn yeah. that than actually how to
0: hit a target. A lot of people have been telling me, you know, it is no point rushing it and missing all your shots. Mm. Um, You know, you can miss quick, but yeah. yeah, that's, that's useless. Yeah. You don't get any points for missing quick. Mm. So. That's it.
1: Yeah, I think just uh, you know guys who were who are shooting their first match, and perhaps a few of the guys who were well, the few of the guys who have shot plenty of matches. This advice comes from you guys, <laughs> and many of us still need to follow it, uh, including those who were, who who often say it. So uh, yeah, slow it down, uh, smack mm-hmm. some targets, hit some targets, enjoy yourselves, and uh, and we shall see you all in Mildura. Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast continue the discussion check out our facebook page and for more
0: information head to our website www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au this episode was brought to you by impact dynamics